We are embarking on a fascinating journey through the Limpopo province, and our first interviewee is Betty Hlungwani. Betty has an interesting story because she comes from being a petrol attendant after completing matric in 1992, and she really has come through the ranks. She worked as a housekeeper, and then she was promoted to the food and beverage manager, and during that time, she started being exposed to events like World Travel Market, Indaba, and other travel and tourism shows. And it built her confidence, whilst at the same time, she continued to upskill herself through distance learning, and she managed to obtain her hotel and catering management diploma. Wow, what a journey. And she's learned a lot, and she's paved her own path, and she's now the general manager at Nahakwe Lodge which is a four-star community lodge owned by the, by the Maimala Traditional Council. Betty, what a pleasure to have you on the show and how amazing to be in the presence of a phenomenal woman who's literally carved out her own path in life. Welcome to Jet Setting with Janet, Betty. Thank you very much. I am very happy that uh, I'm on this program right now. I feel uh, honoured on this program. And I'm hoping that it will take us through a lot. Well, Betty, you've had such an interesting journey. Can you just share that journey with us a little bit, please? Like I put it uh, on my biography, I started in a very uh, hard way because of the background of the family. So I passed my matric long ago in 1992, where... Uh, I have to look for a job uh, since I didn't have money for college like other like other children. So I have to find a job uh, to look after my siblings as well and my mother. And then I was lucky to get this job at BP petrol station at that time where I worked for a while. And while I was working there, I met some old, uh, it's not actually old friends, but it was the previous people where my my great my great grandfather used to work. And they asked me if I can join them at Shilwari Lakeside Lodge. That was 1996. I refused at, at first saying, no, where will I start? Because I'm just having a metric and I don't know about the hotel things. But they promised that I can take it slow there and they'll help me to to go through this journey. I arrived at Shilwari and started working at housekeeping. While I was doing housekeeping uh, during the day, in the evenings we have to do to serve the tables. So I have to teach myself on doing the tables and teaching myself at the bar to know about the wine slowly. I had my book, my wine book, where I have to compare food and wine, so that when the oh, guests come to sit at the table, <laughs> I have to know, because it, it was difficult. At Silver Lakeside was an upmarket lodge, so we had a lot of international people coming there. So it was not easy to just go in front of the guest, not knowing what you are going to say. So we have, I had to study my, my, my things before I start. So I will like give myself a homework a night before, like I know if I, I know that we have dinner, then I'll finish housekeeping, go take my break, knowing that in the evening I have to go to set to the tables. And then I will 
check my cutlery, all my glasses, if is this the correct red wine glass, this is the correct white wine glass, this is the whiskey glass, all those, those things. I had to learn it from scratch. But, you really uh, are a motivated person, Betty. Yeah, so but I did not give up. But at first it was not it was not easy because while I was cleaning, no. sometimes the manager will come and she will shout at me and say, No, you are taking too long time to finish. Guests are arriving now. Quick, quick, quick. I cried and said, No, I'm going back to my garage petrol station. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy. Yeah, I, I cried and then the other staff will say, No, you get no to her, so Please just take it easy. So I get along with them until I then uh, then we started being busy at Chiluvar when then I, I, they could see that I, I was no longer have to do housekeeping and I was promoted. Now I was fine to can able to work with with in front of in front of the guests. I can able to check them in by myself. I can do everything, and then from there they see that I've been doing well, and then they decided to put me me on uh, the, my first Indaba, which was in 2002, I think. My first Indaba was in, t- in 2002. That's when then I have... Seven. Yes, for the first time in 2002. There I had an open... And to tell you the story, the first thing which was also uh, exciting to me was getting to the plane for the first time. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was never. Yeah, lots of journeys, yeah. lots of new. But to cut it short, uh, I managed to go to Indaba, meeting some of our tour operators there. Whom, uh, uh, Claire, our manager at that time, she introduced to me, and then while we were there, that took me to a, a bigger level because while I was working alone, I could understand what is a tour operator, what's a travel agent. And I could able to do the bookings on my own while the owners were, were not there. Um, I worked to Shulubari till 2013 where I had to leave because um, I had to embark on uh, to see other places because mm-hmm. I grew up at Shulubari for a longer period and I wanted to see some other things. So I went to join my Shovela Bush Lodge, which was up uh, at the mountain at that time where I worked for two years with uh, Ingrid Han at my Shovela Bush Lodge, where I working also as a, as a lodge manager. I was working along with other managers there, but also there I was not settled until I, in 2015, uh, 2016, I joined a Lodge. After um, I got an opportunity that they are looking for a manager and also, I've been looking to work towards closer to home, where it's a community where I understand Absolutely. a lot of people locally, and it's closer to home. I can able to visit home, and I can able to talk to people whom I know. So I joined Nahabwe Lodge in 2016 in that way. Wow, Betty, it's been quite a journey, and what an interesting story of resilience. I really take my hat off to you. Now, will you Thank tell you. us a little bit about Nahakwe Lodge, please? Nahakwe Lodge, uh, it's a community-owned lodge. It's a project which was built initially by NDT, National Department of Tourism, when uh, after the Mamaila Traditional Authority saw an opportunity to bring tourism in their area. And they try and get some applications and work with the government alone. 
and they got this project built in this place uh, at the Mamaila Pulvetuna village. Uh, that's when Hawa is, is, is built and it's, uh, it was built and it was finally opened in 2015, 26 September. We will be celebrating our eighth year in, on the 26 September. So it's a four-star lodge with 19 rooms and a conference, 100-seater conference room and a 60-seater restaurant, kitchen and a fully licensed bar. And uh, we have wow, also an open area for for weddings. Yes, it is. It is a huge establishment. And when you say it is a community-owned tourism enterprise, what does that mean exactly? This means that everything which we do, we do at Nahakwe Lodge, including starting from the staff employed here, all the staff, I can say 95% of the staff employed at Nahabwe Lodge are from Mamaila community. First, before we, we can hire or do anything, we look at Mamaila communities, about six or more communities around itself. So when we hire, we look at the position on how many positions are available and we make sure that the first before before we can take someone else outside like 100 kilometers away from Mamaila, it should be within the area to uplift and to take any other people who are vulnerable and cannot able to get work or or whoever is looking for a job or some other people who are on tourism who needs to get practice and so on. But we, we first look at the community and also as community-based lodge, we 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 supply or uh, we supply the community in purchasing some of our stock which we are using within the community before unless if there's some other thing which you will need from shop right or from checkers but otherwise mm-hmm. we make sure that all our products which we are using should be coming from the community we have a lot of uh, farmers at mamaila area starting from tomatoes because they are very closer to zz2 so a lot of them, they are also in farming in their houses, tomatoes, uh, green peppers, cucumbers, and all those things. So those kind of the things where we they will we support the local and the local also support Nahagwe as well. Wow, that sounds just phenomenal. And I find it so interesting. So the community supports each other. They buy from the community. It goes back into the lodge. Ownership rests with the community. What a wonderful way to build economic activity within communities. And um, yes. it's really quite phenomenal, you know, uh, yes, amazing yes. way in which yes, to encourage yes. the community. Yes, Amy, I agree with you. So, Betty, we've listened to your journey. We've listened to the large. We've listened to the ownership. Is there any parting words you'd like to share with our listeners to tell them why they should come to Nahakwe Lodge and, and why it is the best place to be? I will say to our listeners, um, Nahakwe Lodge to me is a special place to visit because uh, it, Nahakwe Lodge it is the only four-star lodge in our village here. There's no other lodge. Even if you can go Google anywhere, booking.com, that our Nahakwe Lodge will be the number one to start coming up. So we are the only lodge based in, in the village. Uh, so there's a lot of entertainment which you can able to do while you are here at Nahabwe Lodge. We have other activities like uh, visiting the Mujajo Royal House, the Rain Queen, 
on arrangement or you can visit the Cycad Reserve or we can do the Ribola Art Route. The Ribola Art Route is one of our activities which we, we, we do with our guests. It could be internationals or locals, any person who, who's interested on doing the Ribola Art Route where we specialize on the arts and crafts uh, people, including the textiles, uh, pottery, scrap metals, and bead making, all those, all those things. So people enjoy going on those trips while they're they at Nahakwe Lodge. All in all, some of the other people, they can do weddings with us here. All parties, including starting from the, the crash and the, all the schools within the area, they utilize Nahakwe as their place of, 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 of enjoyment, including the so lunches. Really entrenched in the community. We're very close to our time now, Betty, but I just wanted to know, how will one reach Nahakwe Lodge? Nahakwe Lodge can be reached via our website, which is www.nahakwe.co.za, or either you can go to Nahakwe Lodge Facebook. You can find us on our Facebook, Nahakwe Lodge, or you can reach us on our WhatsApp number 60 uh, 060-808-5559 or 073-263-2755. You can reach us via WhatsApp or calling us on those numbers. And um, you can even yeah, you can either call or use WhatsApp on those numbers. Then you can reach us. Fantastic. That is wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today on Jet Setting with Janet Betty. We are traveling further north today to the Mpopo province. And we're pleased to have Mujaj Mabela, who is the Chief Marketing Officer at Limpopo Tourism, to chat to us today. Mujaji comes with quite an extensive bio, which covers corporate services, strategy, marketing and communications, governance and reputation management, as well as human resources. Mujaji, it's such a pleasure to have you on the show. And I'm so excited that you bring all of these amazing exposures and resources to a province that doesn't always get the kind of tourist traffic that it needs when I compare it with the other big cities like Cape Town and KZN. So I'm very interested to hear what your strategy is. But first, please start by telling us a little bit about you, Mujaj. Thank you very much. And thanks for the opportunity that you're giving to me, my organization, and the destination Limpopo to talk to the rest of the province, the country, and uh, possibly the regional and international markets about destination Limpopo. Uh, I am Mujaji Magwala, as you have mentioned. And uh, I joined Limpopo Tourism Agency as the Chief Marketing Officer last year. But I've been in the tourism space for quite a while. I, When I started working, I started working with the Department of Environmental Affairs and Tourism then in uh, 1995. And uh, that's where I was exposed to the issues of uh, both environment and uh, tourism in the country and uh, I've worked for both national and uh, provincial uh, department, county department, a substage where I was um, 
also involved when the cradle of humankind was established back then, the MEC Mary Metcalf, and uh, the, the, the cradle Gosh, of Gosh, that's humankind. a name I haven't heard in a long time. Hey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the cradle of humankind being part of the tourism product yes. now. So that's that's when I was really involved with uh, such tourism projects. And with the National Department, I worked uh, in the communication department when uh, the late Peter Mukawa was a deputy minister then. And he was driving tourism when he was uh, doing the tourism funding for the establishments, especially the village street in Soweto. That's when we also involved then. Then I moved. Mujaji, when I'm listening to all the names that you're mentioning, I can see that you've been in this sector for a long time because some of the people have actually exited or have retired. And, you know, there's a whole new (laughs) dispensation. So it's interesting to get your perspective because you've seen the changes happen through the decades. Exactly. Actually, with the National Department, I was also the editor of a magazine that was called Envirotor. And uh, that's when we also started working with uh, the SABC radio to educate people about environment and tourism then. Uh, I also worked for Freedom Park Heritage Site in Rapporte. Oh, uh, so you worked there. with that old chief called Wallis Rote. Yes, but I worked uh, when uh, Wallis Rote has already left when I ah, worked uh, okay. with okay. Yeah. Then now I'm with the Limpopo Tourism Agency. So now, Mujaji, when you talk Limpopo, Limpopo Tourism, what can we hope to experience? What are the... You know, when you talk about other provinces, you know at the tip of your fingers what you're going to see. Yes. But I must say that when it comes to Limpopo, I really don't know where to start. I've not visited Limpopo province. And wow, I hear, amazing. you know, <laughs> I hear and sometimes in the past you, you watch Mubanga, your next all trip. we know. <laughs> you must book your next trip. So give Limpopo, us an Limpopo. overview, please, Mojaji of what yes. we can expect to see in Limpopo. Yeah. Limpopo as a province is divided into five districts, Waterberg, Sekukuni, Vembe, Mopani, uh, and Capricorn. And out of the five districts, uh, I'm sure a lot of people would have visited the Waterberg, which is a tourism hub, as well as Mopani, which is another tourism hub. We boast uh, three national parks in Limpopo. We're bordering the Sadek countries, Botswana. I see that. So so we boast three national parks in the province, Maragele to the west, uh, Mapungubi National Park to the north of the province, and Kruger National Park, which we boast 70% of it to the east. Uh, we share Kruger National Park with Mpomalanga. Mpomalanga mm-hmm. that just post. Limpopo is made up of about 70% of the natural land hosting the beautiful landscapes with natural and proper settings. We, of, of the National parks, one of it, Mapungube, um, is a, is a world heritage site. And Mapungube is that national park that, um, depicts a uh, life 4,000 years back 
the 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 first civilization where the people they were specializing in trade between China, India, and so on. So um going there one will um experience the rich heritage and history uh, of the northern part of the province and uh, Kruger National Park we boast the big five and uh, some natural scenery and that's a big attraction uh, for a lot of bush accommodation yes you were saying I say the big five is Hello, a big attraction for a lot of our. It is, especially for the international market. Um, yes. Then we we do have two transfrontier conservation areas, the one that we share with uh, both Zimbabwe and uh, the other with uh, Botswana the movement, for the movement of animals between the two countries within the national parks. We also... Uh, theme three UNESCO biosphere reserves. We will have one in the Waterbeck biosphere that's that from Mokopani up until uh, Lepalale. Uh, you have the other one in Vembe that uh, uh, goes through the Sudbans uh, mountains. And, and um, uh, we have um, um, in the Waterbeck area, as I said, it's one of the other um, tourism attraction areas, especially for the international market. Uh, you find that we boast the nice um, and beautifully manicured golf courses, uh, more than seven of those that we also Gosh, host. that sounds interesting. I would never, tournaments. I would never have thought that you have so many yeah. golf courses. I, I just mentioned the Waterbeck area. I haven't even gone to Mopani and wow. uh, so so the Waterbeck uh, it, it dominates a uh, district in that uh, in that uh, part of the sporting because as Limpopo we categorized our tourism attractions into six clusters. Uh, mm-hmm. One would be the, the that of the conservation uh, areas as I've, I've mentioned the national parks, and we also have forty three. Uh, nature reserves uh, that are owned by government and uh, starting starting from the 17th to the 22nd because we are celebrating tourism month uh, it will be free for uh, the residents of Limpopo and any other visitor to come and explore for free you will get into those nature reserves and the national parks for free for that period of five days to enjoy them and uh, I encourage you to take your first trip then <laughs> to the book absolutely to enjoy as much as you gosh can. when i listen yeah. to you Mojaji, there we... are so many aspects i mean national parks golf mm-hmm. amazing accommodations nature reserves mm-hmm. um, accommodations in the bushes you know oh wow <laughs> it's it's just an yeah. overwhelming resource center it, it is it so is. If you had to to just summarize for us, because we're running out of time and we want to talk to you again, because yes. uh, I think that it's a it's a wider conversation that is needed. What would yeah. you say are I, the I, highlights of yeah. what would you mark as the highlights mm-hmm. for anybody visiting the north? Yes. 
Um, I talked about our natural resources, our heritage and our history. With that, you have people who manage that. The culture. Mm-hmm. We have a diverse culture. Uh, you will uh, experience the culture of Babedi, the culture of Batsonga, the culture of Bavenda, and the Ndebeles uh, that are located in, 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 in Limpopo as well. And uh, you will experience the history and heritage, especially when you go to Sikupuni um, region. Uh, we do have the beautiful um, tourism routes that uh, goes along um, the Sikupuni area, the Vembe area, and the Mbani area that we are promoting as well. And uh, we we boast the two... Um, Yesco declared site the Makapans Valley in 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 Limpopo, um, in Mokopani as well, and uh, the Mapungubwe National Park, as I've said. Uh, for those who love bathing, uh, we have a nature reserve called Nils Flake, owned by government. Uh, you could see the migration of the birds during um, winter season. Uh, we normally read them about uh, at school in books and so on, but you can uh, experience that uh, as a tourism activity. There are lots of um, um, uh, individual tourism adventures that you can um, experience uh, in some of the tourism properties, like your zip lining, your trailing, which is um, tra- uh, hiking, trailing, which is a uh, gaining attraction. Uh, to to individual visitors as well. So there is a lot to uh, really enjoy in Limbop. And you know what is the other key thing? Uh, during uh, the Freedom Month, the president uh, do the national orders and two of those national orders named under the Limpopo's heritage um properties, which is the order of the Baobab and the order of Mapungubwe. So those are the um, other highlights for people to know uh, what we have in Limpopo. Thank you very much, Mujaji. You've certainly give us, given us a wonderful overview of this really resource province. And I don't, I can't say that one would be bored. And I'm thinking now, if one travels to Limpopo, how much time does one need to stay there in order to enjoy all of these wonderful resources? Because yeah. there's a lot to do. And it sounds like the area is vast. The area is vast. So in planning the Triple in Popo, um if one can go to our website, www.golimpopo.com, you would see all these five regions. Then one can uh, uh, check if their love for uh, tourism uh, goes with history and heritage. I will say go to Lungkukuni. If your love of uh, um, tourism goes with um, um Luxury accommodations, uh, individual attractions, uh, golfing, I would say go to Otabek. If your um, love of tourism goes with the landscaping, I would say go, go to Mopani, a beautiful scenery there. 
as you drive through Makoba Street, Venisbeck, and so on, uh, up until you go to Bapalaborwa or the Kruger National Park. Uh, they also have your premium five-star uh, um, uh, uh, accommodation properties, but also affordable uh, properties for those uh, who, who um, want to just... Um, you know, save money and enjoy as well. Mm. And um, so there's something yes, for every then, class of traveler from your high this, end to your sporty types, definitely. your adventures, yeah. the homestays as well. If you don't friendly. want hotel life, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yes, but ring in Skukuni or Makushu in Vembe, so you do your homestay kind of tourism.